You're listening to a special podcast-only celebration of NBC's Today Show. This year, the broadcast hits a major milestone. It's 70th anniversary. 70th. I'm Savannah Guthrie. You know what? When you sit with that and think, this program has been on the air for 70 years, older than all of us, Really, it just kind of blows your mind. And that's my partner, co-anchor at Today, the woman I sit next to every morning starting at 7 a.m., Hoda Kotb. We're going to take a little time to reflect on this game-changing show we helped make. I mean, the Today Show is part of American history, and we've been there for every gigantic news story since the 50s. We were there when the Little Rock Nine walked into their high school. Nine Negro students were turned away from a white high school in Little Rock, Arkansas, by a National Guard. We woke people up with the news that John Lennon had been killed. Former Beatle John Lennon shot and killed in New York last night. We have a live camera at the scene this morning. We were there right as the internet started becoming a thing. Internet is uh, that massive computer right. network, the one that's becoming really big now. What do you mean? That's big? What do you, how does one, what do you write to it, like mail? No, a lot of people use it and communicate. And we've been able to talk to everybody from movie stars like Grace Kelly, are you happy? I've had many happy moments in my life, yes. I don't think happiness, being happy is a perpetual state uh, that anyone can be in. To greatest of all time athletes like Michael Jordan. Every single night, that responsibility to go out there and represent greatness every single night. And host performances by musicians who don't show up to just anything. You had the pleasure of conducting the first live sit-down interview ever with the artist formerly known as Prince. Well, since we know he's one of your very favorite entertainers, the artist is back this morning with his band to sing and perform a combination of two songs. It's the mix that made the Today Show revolutionary when it began. The first nationally broadcast morning show, which has spawned dozens upon dozens of imitators all over the world. Nowadays, we take the concept of the morning show or breakfast television or morning radio for granted, but it started somewhere. It started here. And good morning to you from New York in the NBC News Center. I'm Barbara Walters. Good morning, all. I'm Tom Brokaw. Good morning. I'm Jane Pauley. Good morning and welcome to Today. I'm Brian Gumble. And welcome to Today. I'm Katie Couric. I'm Meredith Vieira. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to today. Nice to have everybody. Welcome to today on this. In this special edition of our Today podcast, join me, Hoda, Carson, Al, and Craig in celebrating a huge accomplishment in broadcasting. We want to share with you how we think about this American institution. You know, we are so grateful to the hosts who sat in our chairs before us. We grew up with the Today Show, just like most of you did. The Today Show was always on in my house growing up. That's Carson Daly. He's been a host on Today since 2013. And now here's Craig Melvin. He's been sitting with Hoda and me since 2018. Every morning, I got ready to go to school watching Brian interview newsmakers and presidents and heads of state, athletes and actors. Hoda was watching too. It's on every day when you're in second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, you're eating your, your Captain Crunch and your Cheerios, and there they all are. You see everybody. You see Jane and Bryant. 
you watched Katie, you watched everybody and you were like, you know, so that was a family you were never gonna be part of until one day you were. Somebody calls you and says, yeah, come, come join us. Of course, we've had our ups and downs. Who hasn't? But we are very proud that we've been able to stay in the lives of our audience for generations. I mean, we got a head start on just about everyone. Our first episode aired January 14th, 1952. Well, here we are. Good morning to you. The very first good morning of what I hope and suspect will be a great many. Good morning between you and I. That's Dave Garraway, the first host of The Today Show, when TVs were still black and white. When The Today Show went on the air, uh, I mean, TVs weren't being turned on. And this is Al Roker, an institution himself. He's been on Today for more than 30 years now. Uh, If you turned on your TV, you got... I mean, that was it, and there was a, a test pattern... So, uh, you know, Pat Weaver, the president of NBC, says, you know what? People get up. They want to turn their TVs on. They got this new box sitting in their living room. Let's give them something to, to watch. And they, they started the Today Show. And, and look, a lot of folks thought, you're nuts. This is crazy. And it was crazy early in the morning, a topic Garraway couldn't avoid even in a promotional package he taped after the first year of the show. So I have to get, start getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning for my new television show that starts a week from tomorrow. 4 o'clock in the morning? There is such an hour? You've had this verified, have you? <laughs> There's such an hour. The show doesn't go on at 4. It, oh, it I It goes see. on at, at 7 o'clock all over the country from 7 to 9. Two hours. It's a, a new kind of TV show. Let me ask you, if you're going on at 7 o'clock in the morning, who's going to be up to look at your show, Milkmen and Roosters? We still get up in the middle of the night, but the show is now on for four hours, not just two. That's changed, but there's something that will never change. It was true then, and it's true now. Historically, for 70 years, going back to Dave Garraway, was you never felt like you were being talked at. It was more like um, a friend or a family. I think they called our job back in the day not personalities or anchors or hosts. They were communicators. And at the end of the day, that's really what our job is, is just to be able to communicate with the audience. And Today Show has always had folks that do that really, really well. It's a part of a television show that tries not only to fill in the world on the news every morning, but to be kind of a friend in the house. I think the secret sauce to me and why this show has lasted 70 years is it's simple. It's the simplest thing of all. It's good company. We'll sit with you. Sure. You having breakfast? Okay. Having a crummy morning, we're here. Having the best morning of your life, we're still here. Your kid's not eating his Cheerios, we're here. You know, kids are late to school, we get it. I think it's just good company. And I think that people like that. I like good company. And I feel like that that's something that we have provided. We, I'm saying, the Today Show family for 70 years. You sit with us and we'll start your day off okay. Hey guys, welcome to today. It's a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us. This show has so much ambition because the idea was always to be news first, to set the agenda, to set the table, to inform viewers, but also do it with this beautiful mix of lightness and humor and joy, a little weather, a little celebrity, a little razzle-dazzle, but always, first and foremost, the news. What do people need to know to start their todays? 
Savannah Hoda, good morning uh, to both of you. We are in Lafayette Park. We are, as you can see behind me, just steps away from the White House. This is the same spot where I stood last night uh, as violence erupted, as chaos erupted, flashbangs used throughout the night. I think when the Today Show is at its best is when something has happened, either late at night or overnight, and we are there, 7 o'clock Eastern, giving you a front row seat to whatever that is. I remember when I was growing up, the first time I marveled at how impressive it was. It was 1995. It was the Oklahoma City bombing. And I was a teenager, and I woke up that morning, and there was Bryant Gumbel in front of um, that hollowed-out building. Good morning. You're looking at a live picture of what's left of the federal building in Oklahoma City, the site of the worst terrorist bombing to ever hit the United States. I remember thinking even then, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. And we still do it. Uh, when disaster strikes, we're there first thing in the morning. When something amazing happens, when there's some sort of like, great inspiration, when the Chilean miners were hoisted to safety, we're right there. A lot of excitement, a lot of emotion here as the rescues are now continuing ahead of schedule. The 11th minor to be brought out, Jorge Gallegos. As you and see, I would contend no one's done it better than the Today Show for 70 years. When I'm headed out in the middle of the night sometimes to, to breaking news for the show, in my mind, I'm thinking, I've got millions of people who need me to get this right. Savannah, good morning to you again. Derek Chauvin waking up at a correctional facility about 30 minutes from where I'm standing right now. A moment, 11 long months in the making for George Floyd's family and the feeling... Um, who need a fair and objective report, who just need to know what happened, whether it's a riot, whether it's uh, a hurricane, whether it's Notre Dame on fire. Now it's become a bit of a solemn spectacle. Folks still stopping, all of them looking up, wondering how long is it going to take to rebuild Notre Dame? Whether it's some sort of terrible mass shooting, um, there are people who are going to wake up at seven o'clock and who are going to be looking to me to tell them what happened and to get it right. And I, I don't think people always appreciate um, how well we marshal our resources to get them that front row seat to breaking news, or in some cases, history in general. Preparing for what they expect is going to be another night of protest. Savannah? And since President Harry Truman, the Today Show has been holding politicians' feet to the fire. Over the years, politicians have loved to come to the Today Show because we do have that collegiality, and it's a great audience, and, and politicians want to reach that audience. But if they come to the Today Show, they can expect a hard question, and sometimes maybe harder than they anticipated. I hear a lot that you are sometimes slow to react. Are you the leader of the opposition in exile in the Republican Party? Do you get how bad it looks? I have the transcript of the call. Do you think this was a perfect call? Yeah. Have you known that he is a liar, as you say? Well, absolutely. He Why tells- did you work for him? Savannah, slow down. When I think about what to ask, I'm thinking about what people at home are wondering. I'm thinking about the question that maybe the politician 
doesn't want to answer, but people at home really want to know. And I think that's our role. You know, I interviewed President Obama at the White House. You've said that these strikes, if they take place, will be limited. You may want limited action, but can you really promise it? Well, look, nothing is 100% guaranteed in, in life, but I think it's fair to say that our military is outstanding, our intelligence is outstanding. I did the town hall with President Trump just weeks before the election. So the stakes were really high. We were in the middle of a pandemic and the election was weeks away and it was controversial. And that was a retweet. I'll put it out there. People can decide for themselves. I don't take a position. You're not like someone's crazy uncle who can just retweet whatever. That was a retweet and I do a lot of retweets. Sometimes we make news with our interviews and sometimes news comes to us. I remember covering the Boston Marathon attack. And that was really early on at my time in the Today Show. Something just blew up. And- Breaking news out of Boston. Here is what we know right now. We were on the air seven straight hours live, and it was me alone. Alone on the set, but not alone, because I had our incredible producers and crews and correspondents. But I remember thinking in that moment, oh, wow, this is... I have to get this right. Uh, you know, there's, this is, there's no time for sloppiness or error. Obviously, the officials are going to be overwhelmed with tips. They also have the advantage of a lot of cell phone video of this incident as it took place. Give us an insight into what investigators are dealing with right now. I think here's the truth of it. Um, when there's a breaking news story, it is everywhere. So then you have a choice to make. Where am I going to find it? Where do I want to receive it? Where's my place where I can receive it with sort of gentle hands? Here it is, you know? And I think that that's why the show stands out because you can certainly get news anywhere you want at any time you want, but it's not always that you get to sit with someone you're comfortable with and hear it. The country, the National Guard now activated in more than a dozen states, we will bring you complete coverage this morning. With Wouldn't you rather hear live at the bad news from someone that you like? I mean, that's how I feel in my life. I'd rather someone I love tell me, hey, this is what went down. It's not great, but here's, here's what happened. What happened on September 11th, 2001, unfolded live on Today. We have a breaking news story to tell you about. We not only come in with breaking news, but we contextualize it. We, we make it more palatable in a sense because we're going through it with you. I mean, I can't think of a more uh, a more potent moment, a more sacred moment uh, than the morning of 9-11. You know? Uh, I remember saying on the air, it's a perfect day, it's a beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky. Nobody had any idea this city would be changed forever. This country, this world was changed forever. Apparently a plane has just crashed into the World Trade Center here in New York City. It happened just a few moments ago, apparently. We have very little information available at this point in time, but on the phone- And, and, And at that moment, I think we were all one, not just us in the studio, but everybody watching at home. We were trying to comfort each other. And it was a two-way street. 
And because we were thinking about people at home. We were thinking about friends of ours who had family members uh, in lower Manhattan, co-workers, people that uh, affected our lives. And of course, we'll let people know as soon as we have more information as to what actually caused this. And of course, on everybody's mind, who was yeah. might have been hurt as a result of, the, of this terrible, terrible incident. We're gonna be and on that day, I could not have been prouder to have been part of this show because I don't think since Pearl Harbor, there was a moment in this country like that. Something else just hit. A very large plane just oh flew directly over my building and there's been another collision. Can you see it? I yes. can see it on this shot. Oh my. Something we, else has just... You know just, what? We just saw a plane like a circling the building. People heard about it on the radio from the president after the fact. This was happening. It was changing. Uh, we didn't know what the next thing was going to be. We didn't know what, how to cover this, in a sense. We learned as we went. And I think in that moment, uh, the purpose of the Today Show was, uh, was pretty well realized. Coming up, a story that shut down the nation and one that's still playing out today. Behind the scenes, covering one of the most challenging events in today's 70-year history. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As you know, we are in the middle of one of the biggest stories we've ever covered, two years into a global pandemic that's still going. In fact, just this week, I tested positive for COVID-19 and anchored from home. On the same day, Hoda finally made it back to the studio after her diagnosis. You can probably still hear my sniffles. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today. It is so good to have you with us on a Monday morning. Well, here we go, Hoda. We've, uh, we're trading places. I'm working from home. You're back in the studio. You have a negative test for COVID. I just tested positive for COVID, so here we go. Well, I feel like we're like a ton of the country. I mean, this is so weird. Yes. I'm having a flashback to 2020. <laughs> uh, I got two negative tests while I'm back in my seat, and I know that your uh, negative test will come quickly, but well, here's to happy healing. But this wasn't the first time that Today Show had to steer its audience through a pandemic. The incurable disease, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, primarily afflicts homosexual men. 
The disease has struck 1,641 people nationwide, including more than 700 New Yorkers. In the early 80s, HIV and AIDS weren't well understood. Treatments were years away, and misconceptions about the disease's spread and origin were widespread and politicized. As that virus gradually became a manageable illness rather than a death sentence, it seemed like we all tried to forget what the first confounding and scary phase was like. But then, a new virus appeared in the spring of 2020. Right here in the U.S., there are 34 confirmed cases, and the CDC is warning Americans that this contagion represents a tremendous public health threat. NBC News Medical... While you were sleeping or maybe tossing and turning in your bed, a lot has happened when it comes to the coronavirus. It's now been declared a global pandemic. This may seem overwhelming. There is a lot to take in and process, and we're going to walk you through everything. Yes, we are. 34 cases became hundreds, then thousands, and millions. The White House announces new guidelines to crack down on the spread of the coronavirus, including limiting gatherings to no more than 10 people. Tens of millions of families across the country waking up to the reality of work and school from home. Hospitals running out of beds, log jams at testing sites. One official saying the system was just not designed to fight a pandemic in all 50 states all at one time. Our team of reporters spread Phrases like herd immunity. KN95 and social distancing dominated the conversation. Fear and confusion took hold. Mixed messages at the White House's first coronavirus task force briefing in months. Once again, it's raised this debate around whether or not we should be wearing masks. Do people need to wear some kind of face covering, even if it's just a bandana when they're out and about? Do you expect the CDC to change its guidance and suggest that Americans should wear some kind of face covering when they go out in public? And like so many people, we had to rethink how to do our jobs, even though the world was shutting down. Like a lot of you, we are all kind of adjusting to our temporary new normal. I'm in Studio 1A. Savannah Guthrie, you are? At home. At home once again. We're trying to practice what we've been preaching and more importantly, what the experts have been preaching about. If you feel a little sick, you stay home. Hopefully a lot of Americans are getting that message, Hoda. Look, the pandemic, we we were just like everybody else. We were working from home or we were living at work. I can't figure out which one it was, but we were separated from each other. And you don't realize how much you feed off of each other. We worked as hard as we could during the pandemic in our little boxes, our little Brady Bunch boxes. Uh, But, you know, and, and I think we did about as good as anybody could do doing that. I think what connected us was this common mission, this feeling that these are serious times, people are terrified. We have the opportunity to ask the questions of these doctors and experts and public health officials. All of this mixed messages or new messages has led to a meme on social media poking fun at the CDC's advice. Tweets like CDC now recommends eating straight off the floor at Waffle House. The CDC now says it's in fact okay to eat Tide Pods. The CDC says go ahead and get bangs. You know, it's amusing people letting off steam, of course, but is there a larger credibility problem with your agency right now? And how significant is that in the midst of a pandemic? You know, um, we at the CDC are 12,000 people who are working 24-7. Also, when we got back together and we got to see each other again for the first time, when we got to sit next to each other for the first time, when we got to hug each other, we'll never take that for granted again. I didn't fully appreciate how much we were a part of people's lives during the pandemic until folks started returning to the plaza. 
And you would get like teachers and nurses, especially, who would say, Craig, thank you. And at first I was like, what do you mean? You mean like the, the doctors who would, no, no, no. Like it was heavy and it was hard. And we would turn on the Today Show in the morning because we knew we'd get the information that we needed. But we also knew that we would laugh and we would smile with you guys. Spreading the love from impromptu concerts to a unique way of celebrating a special anniversary. We'll share how people are coming together to get through these strange times. And we'll keep doing that. From my point of view, the Today Show is a news gathering and reporting operation at the top of its game. We're on a 24-hour news cycle, and we're a trusted source of accurate information in a time of deep confusion and insecurity. That's been the mission since day one, starting with Dave Garraway and mastered by many of the Today hosts, from Barbara Walters to Bryant Gumbel and Katie Couric. After the break, the impact of our colleagues who sat behind the desk before us and the impact that today's show has had on us. Stay tuned. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the true crime original. Like a lot of you listening, we grew up watching this show, imagining ourselves as the next Jane Polly or Tom Brokaw or Meredith Vieira. I mean, we all remember when we got that call that put us in the host chair. Oh, boy. I, I will never forget it because I thought it was a joke. I won't repeat exactly what I said to the person on the other end of the phone, but um, when they asked if I would like to become a part of the Today Show family on a daily basis, I, um, yeah, I, I was a, a bit emotional because I grew up watching the show. I've secretly always wanted to have a job here. So I was like, I'll do anything you want me to do, literally. Like, I'll park Al Roker's car. I'll grab Savannah lunch. I was serious. Like, I'll be a PA, a gopher. And they put me on the air, and I called my mom after doing that for a couple weeks. I said, Mom, the Today Show has offered me a job to move to New York full-time. And it was silent. It was silent on the phone. And I thought the connection had cut out. The next thing I heard was her tears. She was crying. She was sobbing. And that's what it meant to her and me. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to today. It's 2018, and we are kicking off the year right because Hoda is officially the co-anchor of today. 
I didn't set out with a goal, oh, I'm going to work on the Today Show. I just loved it. I just loved working in Greenwood, Mississippi. And then I went to Moline, Illinois, and I loved working there. And then I moved to Fort Myers, Florida at a station. I loved working there. I moved to New Orleans. I was like, this is the best. I'm pinching myself. I think that we should send some medics to Alexandria, Virginia, where my mom has Aww. likely fainted after <laughs> hearing the open of that show. And I think if you love your craft, where you do it does not matter. It doesn't really matter. But what happens is if you, if you um, stop wondering, how am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? And you just ride the train or the toboggan, you'll find that it'll, it'll lead you where you need to be. But you have to be doing it for the right reasons. You have to be doing it because you love it. And Al wasn't particularly interested in morning TV until he caught a glimpse of his future mentor, Willard Scott. When I was a, a sophomore in college and I got to see Willard Scott doing the weather, I thought, now I'm interested. And snow from Buffalo all the way through Chicago. Willard was the one that told me I was most likely going to be part of the Today Show on a full-time basis. He uh, called me up and he said, listen, brother, I just uh, told him I want to step back. And I told him they're crazy if they don't hire you full-time. And I had mixed emotions, to be perfectly honest, because, uh, you know, the idea of uh, stepping into the shoes of somebody that you're not, that you're not just idolized professionally, but that... I, I, and I don't say this lightly. I really consider him my second dad. Willard's legacy went beyond the weather, paving the way for the antics that became a Today Show trademark. Listen, there are so many Willard moments that it's hard to pick one. But if you got to pick one, it's Carmen Miranda. Uh, and that, to me, encapsulates the spirit of the Today Show. Now, David here and Barbara, dear, from San Francisco town, they brought some dough for USO, an idea that sounds. And you can do the same and send that dough to USO and help our service people while you watch our little show, right? USO, today's show, it's all for the good cause. You know, most broadcast uh, outlets would never let their weather person do that. He wanted to raise money for a great cause. And so he bet somebody, if, if he dressed up as Carmen Miranda and sang, you know, that, that song, they were going to donate a thousand bucks, which back then was a lot of money. Still is, but back then it was a lot of money. And he did it. And there were those, you know, the, the TV critics and journalists who said, oh, this is horrible. You know, the only people who loved that? America. They loved it. They loved him. And it just made them love him even more because he was real. He wasn't afraid to poke fun at himself. I'm singing to my Jane while standing in a rain. While Al had Willard to look up to and to help open doors for him, we had our own trailblazers, the hosts that came before us. I grew up watching Bryant and Katie. And when I decided early on that I wanted to be a journalist, um, I never made it a secret to friends and family that Brian Gumble, like he was the guy that I came to idolize and respect. He could dance that, that delicate dance between interviewing world leaders, heads of state, newsmakers, and then do a cooking segment or a fashion segment 
or dress up for Halloween. Um, and at an early age, I marveled at that. Um, and Katie, I grew up watching Katie. And, and to get to know her as a person, not just a journalist, um, it's easy to see how America fell in love with her. Yeah. Um, in case you haven't gotten the message, Katie is now a, uh, a permanent fixture up here, a member of our family. Katie, welcome aboard. Thanks, I'm thrilled to be here, and I guess this means you're stuck with me, or maybe yeah. I'm yeah. stuck with you. Till death do us part, or something. <laughs> when I saw Katie Couric on the Today Show, I was in college, I was a journalism student, and for the first time ever, I thought, could I do that? For some reason, she spoke to me, and I would have never dreamed that this kid from Tucson, Arizona, with super bad hair and a worse voice could ever be here. But when I saw Katie, a little dream was born. The rock stars, the, you know, Barbara Walters, the Jane Pauleys, the Katies, the Merediths, the Merediths. I mean, these are like, they blew the doors open. And then me and Savannah just strolled through. We're like, hey, thanks. Oh, look. And, they're, you know, they really kicked it open and left, like, wide open runway for us. That's it for part one of this special edition of our Today podcast. Coming up next, 70 years of you, our audience. Just a reminder, you can now listen to Today and take it anywhere you go in case you can't watch it in the morning. Be sure to follow the Today podcast wherever you're listening right now to hear the latest episodes. I'm Savannah Guthrie. Thanks for listening. 